Thank you for listening to Christian Family Church Podcast. Here at CFC, our mission is to live and communicate the power of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ to the world around us. From wherever you're listening, we hope you'll be encouraged by this week's message. We have an awesome God and I just want to encourage you that day by day He is with you. He will not leave you. He will not forsake you. He's there with you to to cry out to, to praise Him, to just focus on Him each and every day. It's so good. Thanks, team. I'll let you take a seat. And if I can grab the pulpit. Thanks, Mike. Thank you, Lord. Our, Our mission as a church is to live and communicate the power of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. That is our mission as a church. Uh, Romans 1 verse, uh, I can't remember what verse it is, is the gospel, I'm, I'm not afraid, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, Romans 1, 16, I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God for salvation for everyone who believes. It is the power of God, the gospel is the answer for this world and we want to live it, we want to know it in our lives and we want to communicate it to this world around us. I believe God wants more people in this city to know the love of God. We want to live it, we want to communicate it through everything we do. That is our our mission as a church, as a Christian family church, to live and communicate the power of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. This morning I want to just share a couple of scriptures and I want to share on some practical things too as a church as we look forward as a a church. Um, I want to open up to Philippians chapter 3 to start off and read from verse 12. It's amazing how nearly every time I come up, I open up the Bible and I find it's upside down. It's like, what are the chances? 50-50, I guess. Philippians chapter 3 and verse 12. And this passage is uh, Paul's writing and he's talking about the priceless value of knowing Christ. He's talked about how everything else is worthless when compared to knowing Christ as our Lord. And as we, as we think about that, as we think about our mission to live and communicate the power of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, let's hear what he says in verse 12. Paul says, I don't mean to say that I have already achieved these things or that I have already reached perfection, but I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. And then he says about those who are spiritually mature agree on these things. In verse 17, dear brothers and sisters, pattern your lives after mine. I'm like, wow, that's a, that's a big thing to say, Paul. God, help me live a life that I can say to those around me and for you to be able to say to those around you, brothers and sisters, pattern your lives after mine. Wow, what a statement. There's a, there's a challenge, there's a calling. Dear brothers and sisters, pattern your lives after mine and learn from those who follow our example. For I've told you often before, and I say it again with tears in my eyes, that there are many whose conduct shows that they are really enemies of the cross of Christ. They are headed for destruction. Their God is their appetite. They brag about shameful things, and they think only about this life on earth. 
but we are citizens of heaven where the Lord Jesus Christ lives and we are eagerly waiting for him to return as our saviour. He will take our weak mortal bodies and change them into glorious bodies like his own using the same power with which he will bring everything under his control. What an awesome passage. What an awesome picture. What an awesome thing to strive for. Lord, let us see your kingdom come. Lord, let us desire more than anything to focus on this one thing, to finish the race set before us. I love those two words he uses, and I think this is really my, my encouragement for you today. Those two words he uses, he says, press on. And I think for some of us, it's, it means different things, that, that, those two words, to press on. Like if you, um, if you switch a switch, you, you're pressing on. And for some of us, we need to press on and choose to put our faith in Jesus. We need to say, you know what? I'm pressing the on button in my life. I'm saying, God, I'm living for you. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to follow you. I'm, I'm pressing on. I'm pressing the on button this morning. I think that's the calling for some of us. And I think for others of us, to, to press on is more about actually you just need to keep going. And it feels a little bit like sometimes our feet get stuck in the mud and it's kind of like we've got to rip our legs out of the mud with one hand and then pull the next leg out of the mud with the next hand and just keep pressing on. And for some of us, that's the call that God is calling to us today. Keep your eyes focused on what is ahead. Keep, us your, keep your eyes, your focus fixed, not on these earthly things and the things of this earth, but fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. And follow his call. Wherever he leads, wherever he guides, trust his call. He is the good father, the loving shepherd, and he will not call you into destruction. There might be hard valleys, there might be hard roads, but keep your eyes on him. Jesus is the... Yay! (laughs) Jesus is the one sure thing. And I hope every time you see those betting ads on TV, if you've been watching TV through the week, every time you see those ads and you see blah, blah, bet on blah, blah with your mates, it's like, ah. Jesus is the one sure thing that will not be shaken. Every other thing will let you down. I will let you down. The person beside you will let you down. It's it's sinful humanity. But Jesus is the one sure thing. And if you're thinking, what on earth are you talking about, Andrew? You need to go back to the first message of this series and have a listen. Jesus is the one sure thing. He is the one thing that will never be shaken. And our trust needs to be in him. This morning I want to share, like I said, some really practical things with you this morning about what's happening in CFC and as we go forward, some things that um, I'm excited about. You know, the very first Sunday I ever stood up here as the pastor of the Christian Family Church, I said, I don't want this church to look the same in 10 years' time. And, uh, and that's been my heart's desire, not to just maintain what we have and try and keep our holy huddle together. But God wants to use us to reach the world with the gospel. And over the last 10 years, there's been some moments of frustration for me and times when I'm thinking, God, we want to do this, but this is happening. And God, we want to do that, but that's happening. And, and, but it's continued to be a prayer of mine saying, God, lead us forward as your people. 
And uh, I think I shared on that very first Sunday, in 10 years' time, I, I pray that there'll be CFC planting churches in other places in 10 years' time. Now, that hasn't happened at this point. Actually, it's interesting. Back 20 years ago, I did an assignment on church planting, and I, I, I did a whole, a whole thing on planting a church at Birigara. And, uh, and it's interesting how God works and does things. And uh, over the last few years, many of you know Ronnie, Mandy Green, now Brown, married Ronnie Brown. Greens and Browns, they mixed together. I was chatting to them through the week. They're going great. Um, and as Ron and Mandy were out at Birigara and reaching out to a lot of different people, I was sort of saying to them, hey guys, have you, have you thought about how maybe one day we could sort of book a hall and, and uh, reach some more people in this area of Birigara? Because, you know, Birigara is its own township. It's its, its own place. And uh, we, we had some conversations over the years. And through COVID, uh, as a church, we really encouraged people to say, hey, where are you from? Where's the community you're a part of? Maybe you can gather with other people. And Ron and Mandy had about 20 people through the week. Um, they were gathering together and doing Bible studies and, and uh, watching the services together. But then they up and left to South Australia. And I was like, oh, that's not going to work. And uh, going forward from there... Um, I'm just going to cut the story short, don't I? I'm going to go on. To, I, could, I could talk for hours this morning, I've got to say. I'm going to try and keep it reined in. But uh, over the last couple of years, uh, we had another great couple come and join us, um, who I know the, the senior pastors were very sad to lose them as leaders within the Warren Ponds Church. Alan and Leanne moved to Birigara. And last year, Alan and Leanne did a trip up through the Northern Territory and, uh, and visiting other local churches, but through the week watching our live stream and different things and and really had God stir their heart to say, I wonder if we could book the local hall and invite people to come together for CFC Birigara. And they came back and they said, Andrew, we've got this crazy idea. You're probably going to think we're mad. And uh, they shared me with this idea of, can we book the local hall? You know, we're not going to do it unless there's an oversight. You guys feel this is right. But do you think maybe we could book the local hall and invite the people to come from Birigara? Because it's its own town. People aren't going to just come and come in Colac for church if they don't already believe. We want to reach people that don't yet believe. Amen. And I, I sat there listening and I, I had to contain my laughter and saying, you don't know how much this lines up with what we have talked about for five, ten years. And it has been on my heart for 20 years. And... Uh, as we shared and chatted and spoke with oversight and facilitators and um, shared it with the team, every one of us has just said, this seems good to the Holy Spirit and to us, and we're going to do this thing. So as of June the 12th, which is two Sundays' time, we're going to be starting CFC Birigara. <laughs> and... I know Alan and Leanne are feeling a little bit like Moses going, God, what's the deal? We hadn't planned on this, but they know and we know that God is faithful. And uh, we are so excited to see what happens. We don't know what God is going to do and, and, and uh, whether there's two people or 20 people or 200 people come in over the next six months, two years, who knows. Uh, but we're excited to see what God might do as they join us through the live stream. We're going to be saying, hey, Birigara, good to have you with us today. Um, and uh, there's two things I want to... Actually, before I share two things, I want to ask you to do. Uh, I just wanted to share, too, at the conference. Uh, I had a pastor come up to me through the conference after the first day. 
Rifkin came up to me and said, Andrew, I had this vision last night and I just want to share it with you. And it was of this whole region around Colac. And he described pretty much exactly what is described in our very first vision statement that was written down in 1977 of the whole region from Mortlake and Lismore to Winchelsea down along the coast. And he said, I, I see this whole region and I just see that there's, there's these little smouldering stumps in these little towns and communities. And God is wanting to blow the wind of his spirit through you as a church to let these places become a burning light for his glory again. And I just looked at him and said, who have you been talking to? <laughs> and I'm excited. I, I don't believe this will be the final place that we see this happening. And if you have something on your heart, um, it's a process, it's a time, and God has accelerated this process. I think Alan and Leanne would agree that it's been a quick process, but... There's two things I want to ask you to do. And number one is pray for Alan and Leanne. And we're going to pray for them in a moment. And uh, secondly, I want to ask you, if you feel stirred to, to support them by going out to Biragar at some point, please don't just up and go and leave us guessing where you are. Uh, we want to kind of coordinate our, our support of these guys over the coming months. And if you want to go out to Biragara and be a part of the service them, and, and, and you know, the church, church it doesn't happen through a TV. Church is the people of God. And the live stream is a tool we're using, just as the same as a guitar is a tool we're using here, but they're going to use the live stream and the church is going to gather. And if you want to go and be a part of that gathering as the church in Birigara, um, please let us know if you'd like to do that and we're going to try and coordinate that to make sure there's... It'd be nice to have more than two definitely going to be there each week, wouldn't it? It's like, there's others around, but uh, uh, please would you pray and please let us know if you want to be involved in that. Um, Maybe, can you guys just stand where you are? We're just going to pray for Alan and Leanne right now. Um, this is a big step of faith for them and an exciting one for us as a church. So let's just reach out a hand as we pray for them now. Thank you, Lord. God, I just thank you for Alan and Leanne for their, their willingness, Lord, to, to, to stand up and to even voice this thing that you have stirred within their heart, Lord. God, I just thank you for their willingness, for their boldness, for their courage. Lord, I just pray peace and joy to be upon them in every part of this journey, every part of this season. God, that your, your peace and your joy, your love would just saturate them, Lord. And Lord, for every single person who comes into that place in Birigara, Lord, we just thank you for the love of God just to, just to wash over them like a, a wave of your love, Lord. And every person who enters that building as they meet together, Lord, would just sense the love of God, the Spirit of God moving in their hearts. And Lord, we just thank you for this area of Birigara, this thousand peoples, Lord, 200 families. We just pray, Lord God, for the, the smoldering stump of your church to just have the wind of the Spirit blow upon it, that it might be a shining light for your glory, Lord, in that region. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Yeah, now you're thinking, okay, Andrew, what's, what's the next thing you're going to talk about? <laughs> Uh, so a few other practical things I want to talk about. Actually, uh, just to point out too, we've got a, our website is live, cfc.com slash birigara, and the Facebook page will be live as of this afternoon, CFC Birigara. Uh, share it, like it, share it with your friends. We've got a life group happening Wednesday, Wednesdays as well. A couple other practical things before we get across to the, the scripture side of the message this morning, but... I just feel like I needed to give just a, a brief update on uh, earlier in the year, back in January, we, we made an offer on the block next door. Obviously, we didn't get the block and the house next door when we put in that offer. Um, I just feel like I need to just fill in uh, the leaders' night we had earlier in the year. We, we shared a bit about it, but um, just to, if we can grab those slides of um, the pictures up there. 
first one is of CFC as we look right now. That's, that's our facilities here at CFC. And uh, the next one there, uh, that's actually the block of land that was for sale that we put in an offer on. We, we prayed and felt God put a, an offer, uh, a figure on our heart to give for that block. It didn't, wasn't successful. It wasn't the whole area. It was just that yellow strip. Um, now, that was following on from the two months before that. I'd been chatting with Oversight, with um, facilitators about uh, some things that God had put on my heart. You know, for the last 10 years, I haven't thought about buildings at all. I just have not felt stirred to look at bigger buildings at all. It was when we did the, the hall extensions and the classrooms and actually we were doing our, our own home extensions that I felt really God give a green light to say, Andrew, open your mind, open your heart to what I want to do here at CFC. And as we finished that and as we finished our own home extensions, I just feel like God is saying, green light, keep looking at this, guys. Keep looking at this. And uh, one, one day back in November... God put this vision within my heart. I'm not saying this is the vision of what we need to do, but it was just the, the picture God gave me. Um, sorry, can we go to the next one? Sorry to the people watching online. You can just look at the pictures. This is a, a picture that God just put in my spirit one day as I was here at church of possible enlargements for us as a church. You know, this time last year we had 200 May have even actually been 220 because the team was allowed plus the 200 with COVID rules. Um, we had about 220 people here and, uh, you know, we've talked about the fact that if we get over 220, 250 people, we're going to have to look at a second service again. We've learnt a whole lot of lessons from doing it for five months or whatever it was. Um, but if then those two congregations over the next five, ten years both grow to 150, 180, 200 people... I feel God would want us to be prepared to, to go forward as, as one body again and then look to say, okay, God, have your way, grow us, and maybe they become two services again of, of 300 people, who knows? And just to be prepared for, who knows, 10 years, 20 years down the track, it takes time for these things to be prepared and to be ready. Um, but obviously, we didn't get the block on this side, so the plans for that kind of didn't functionally work very well. So just looking at practically what it could look like, um, basically, that's trying to enlarge the size of the auditorium. If you just go to the next one with the, the red slide, the, the red boxes, and it provides a whole extra space for kids and youth ministry. You know, kids ministry was one of the biggest challenges when we had 220 people here in the room. There were so many kids out there, they were bursting out their eardrums. Um, and we need more spaces for our kids even now. Um, and then going forward, uh, let's go to the next slide, thanks. And it creates a bigger foyer space too for mops. You know, we have, we have so many people wanting to use the space through the week that we're having to turn groups away from coming to use our facilities because we just don't have space through the week. There's, there are things happening here pretty much every day. Uh, and if you're not here through the week, you might not be aware of that, but there are, there are things happening, not every week, but a lot of weeks. And we need more spaces to do more programs right now. Um, just go to the next one. Uh, that's sort of what we were looking at. Next one. Uh, so this is sort of just moving it around a bit so we can still use our car park. There's different ways we could lay it out in the next one. Uh, that's probably the one that I think is most functional going forward for us as a church. Um, uh, but on to the next slide. Um, also, last year I attended a, a council meeting that was talking about the subdivision of this part of the land over to the, the west of the church. 
and there is a subdivision plan that's gone through council. Um, it's not up for sale yet. We've spoken to the owners of that land just to say, hey, are you selling? We're interested. And uh, he's aware that when he does come to the point of wanting to sell, that we are interested in talking to him. Because as you know, over the last five years, many of you would know that I've shared about, as a church again, that one of the original parts of the vision was to start a Christian school here in the city. And we've talked about over the last five years the possibilities of that. Actually, just this week, I went and visited uh, Wyndham Christian Church, uh, Chris, Wyndham Christian School uh, in Wyndham Vale, and uh, spent some time with the principal and the business manager, and just discussing what those plans could look like. And I've got to say, I came away feeling very, very encouraged. And uh, we're looking at options of going forward, what that could look like, whether it's a school of a hundred kids or pray. That's all I can say. Just pray. Um, so going forward, there's to go to the next one. Um, sorry, yeah, question marks. Uh, is the one with the road marked in? Um, next one. That's fine. Um, so just looking at, if, if we were to start a Christian school here in the city, how much land would we need? I spent a bit of time looking at the, the different school sites around Colac at the moment. There's all the existing sites, and if you put the, the church land up as well, we already have space for potentially a school of up to, I'd say, at least 100 kids. Um, but going forward, if we were to grow, can we get the next picture to come up? And that, no. Oh, sorry, this is Wyndham School that I visited. Yep, just click through them. Bang, bang, bang. Um, God is using Christian schools in an environment where our, our education system is so anti-Christian. We need to rise up and teach our kids in a Christian way. It is such a need for our culture, for our community to, to raise up godly kids and to provide an alternative for those in our community. Is that picture coming up with the church in the corner there? Anyway, um, some of the things we've been looking at, and uh, I don't want to say that this is what we're going to do next year or anything like that, but I just want to say, will you please pray? It's things that we're feeling stirred to look at. We need to be prepared and ready. Um, if you just go to that, the, the, the last-ish slide with the green and yellow, um, Maybe we've crashed the computer, have we? Um, anyway, there's the yellow. As I was looking at this just through the week, I realized, hey, if we were to do that with the church and we'd have extra space for, for mops, they could expand the program and have the dedicated kids and bubs ministry space. Because, you know, if you haven't been here to see mops get set up, it is a mammoth thing every fortnight. Anyone who's been a part of that and agrees, would you please raise your hand? <laughs> um, that would provide a dedicated... Um, preschool ministry space and the, the foyer um, meeting space, cafe sort of an area. But I was looking at I was thinking, actually the white part, if you put up the red part over the top, you'd actually have space for a school to run all through the week the rest of the time as well, as well as using those other spaces for ministry. And I go, God, what are you saying? What do you want to do? Have your way, Lord. And I really just want to encourage you to pray that with us as we go forward. Um, we don't want to do anything God isn't calling us to do. But that's where we're at right now as far as buildings and the future goes. Um, on a much more practical note, we're going to have some new signage coming up out the front. If you go to the next lot of slides, um, has anyone ever noticed that our, our signs out the front don't match anything we have around the church? Um, next time you drive past, you'll be like, yeah, wow, why have we got those signs still there? 
Um, we're just so aware that there are thousands of people in this city that have seen our online ministry over the last two years. And we want them to see the signs and go, oh, that's that church I looked at online. Oh, that's that stuff I've seen on Facebook. That's that stuff. Just to help people. One of our, our, our vision statements is to be a welcoming church. And part of that is helping people connect the dots and feel welcome and feel invited in. So... That's going to be happening. We've been talking. We've had a couple of dates planned for a, a missions um, gathering as a church this year, and COVID has interrupted preparations every time so far, but we are looking at uh, missions going forward, really wanting to revamp and revitalize missions as we go forward. We haven't had missions offerings through COVID. We didn't feel to be having more special online givings through the, the services online. But next month, we are going to be restarting our missions offering for Sunday of the month, um, so we want to continue to, to have missions as a key part of what we do because it's not just about Colac. It's not just all about CFC. It's about the kingdom of God. I need to get to my point. Jesus gave his life for us. God so loved the world that he came. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. As I talked about last week, I think sometimes we want to do great things for God. We want to try and be something great for God. But He wants us to know that He is great. If God's going to do anything here amongst us here at CFC, we need to know that it's not about us being great. It's about the fact that He is great. It's what He will do through us as we submit ourselves to Him, as we focus on this one thing, which is His love and the gospel. Last week we talked about how Jesus came to make us his masterpiece, to transform us, to make us anew. And we don't become his masterpiece by doing, doing anything. And I made the point last week about how we united with Christ through faith in his finished work. That is what brings us in a relationship with Christ. It's through faith in what He has done that we can be His masterpiece, we can be for His glory. I just want to read one last passage as I come to a close this morning from John chapter 13. If you're visiting today or if you're here for the first time, this is not a normal message of mine. I just want to point out. John chapter 13, verse 1. It says, before the Passover celebration, Jesus knew that his hour had come to leave this world and return to his Father. He had loved his disciples during his ministry on earth, and now he loved them to the very end. It was time for supper, and the devil had already prompted Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had given him authority over everything, and that he had come from God and would return to God. So he got up from the table took off his robe, wrapped a towel around his waist, and poured water into a basin. Then he began to wash the disciples' feet, drying them with the towel he had around him. When Jesus came to Simon Peter, Peter said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, you don't understand now what I am doing, but someday you will. No, Peter protested, you will never wash my feet. Jesus replied, unless I wash you, you won't belong to me. Simon Peter exclaimed, then wash my hands and my head as well, Lord, not just my feet. And I can just sort of imagine him getting up and sort of stripping his clothes off. It's like, Jesus, wash all of me then. 
Jesus replied, A person who has bathed all over does not need to wash except for the feet to be entirely clean. And you disciples are clean, but not all of you. For Jesus knew who would betray him. That is what he meant when he said, Not all of you are clean. After washing their feet, he put on his robe again and sat down and asked, Do you understand what I was doing? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, because that's what I am. And since I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you ought to wash each other's feet. I've given you an example to follow. Do as I have done to you. I tell you the truth. Slaves are not greater than their master, nor is the messenger more important than the one who sends the message. Now that you know these things, God will bless you for doing them. I just want to make a couple of quick points about that passage. And I'll ask the band if they want to come. We're going to wrap up in a second. God so, so loves you. I was chatting with someone through the week and they were asking me about what I meant, about what do you mean by surrender to God? And uh, it was just a phrase that they were trying to wrestle with. And, and maybe last week as I talked about surrendering to God, it was something that you've wrestled with. And really what I mean by that is let's turn to the love of God. Let's turn and see His love day by day by day and respond And if we turn to the love of God and we see his love and his sacrifice for us, his call is to come follow him. And as we see his love, as we respond to his love, it becomes a joy for us to lay down our life and serve. It's a joy for me to to do the things that I do. Sometimes it's hard, sometimes it's challenging, but it's a joy to be used by God in his kingdom. And I just want to encourage you today that even as Jesus said, a clean person doesn't need to be washed all over. Most of us here today, we we know the love of God. You've given him your life. You've surrendered to him. But you know what? The road gets dusty sometimes. The road gets dirty. And and just as the disciples walking around back then in their sandals, and I just imagine Peter's feet that day when Jesus offered to wash them, they're probably covered in a bit of cow poo, a bit of donkey poo, a bit of this, a bit of that. And like life gets muck on us sometimes. But Jesus says, you know what, you're already clean. You just need to wash your feet. And I think it's a picture for us as we go forward that we need to continually just come to Jesus and let him wash our feet, to wash the muck off, to wash the, the, the grit and the grime that builds up between the toes. <laughs> hey, we've all, we've all had that bit of, bit of toe jam between the toes at times, physically and spiritually. We need to just come to Jesus and say, Jesus, wash my feet again, please. And it's humility. It's it's an act of humility to come to him and say, God, I need you to wash the muck off. I want to love, I want to serve, but I need you to wash the muck off me first. And this morning as we talk about vision, as we talk about going forward, as we celebrate what he's done, I just want to invite you this morning as we finish with this song, just to invite Jesus, just to, to wash over you with his love today and every day. Just, Lord, wash my feet again. I'm going to let you wash my feet, wash off the muck, wash off the, the stuff in my life that would just 
be gross in my life. Wash away the pain. Wash away the bitterness. Wash away the hurt. Because God has got great things for you. He wants you to be free from those things, to live for his glory. And Lord God, I just want to pray today for us as a church. Lord God, I just pray today that you would help us to turn to your love, to press the on button, to to press on to say yes to letting you be the Lord and Savior of our life, and to press on, allowing you, God, day by day to wash the muck off, to let your love just wash over us every single day, Lord, to, to fill us afresh, to to fill us with your love and your peace, that we might go out and share that love with the world around us, Lord. Lord, I just want to submit everything I've spoken about this morning, Lord. Anything that's not of you, Lord, let us forget about it. Let it be gone. But Lord, those things that you're calling us to, let those things just rise up within us. Lord, we just pray that you would lead us forward for your glory alone, we pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. We're going to stand and we're going to sing. Graves in the gardens. If you feel like there's a, a, a grave in your life right now and you want to see God turn it into a beautiful garden, hand it over to Him this morning as we sing this song. God loves you. God bless. Thanks, team.